If you turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, in the blue Bibles in your, in your uh, chairs, it's page 831, got a little dyslexic there, 831, Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 and following, the letter of Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. Begins this way, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare, for everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor men like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. Have you ever had a job or a task that you were asked to do and you really didn't want to do it? Have you ever had one of those moments at work where someone that comes and says, hey, can you do this for me? And you feel obligated to say yes, but you really deep down want to say no? For example, my wife comes up to me and, can you change Josh's diaper? Of course I don't want to do that. Who wants to change a diaper, especially a stinky one? But you do it anyway, you know, those kinds of things. And it's the kind of thing that, you, you know, you go to Starbucks, and I always think about the employee, and I look at the baristas as, a, as they're making my coffee, and I go, which one is given the task of cleaning the bathrooms? Because I think, you know, if I'm going to go work for Starbucks, I'm going to go make coffee for people and serve people, and it's going to be awesome with this coffee, and people are going to be excited that I'm giving, I mean, coffee is really important. So, you know, giving them coffee... But I always go, who's the one? Who's the low man on the totem pole that's going to be the one to clean those toilets? Because no one really wants to go to Starbucks and work for Starbucks and go clean the toilets. They want to make the coffee and serve the people. And I thought about that as uh, last week. We really didn't know who was going to be teaching this Sunday because Pastor Roland was scheduled to be teaching this last Sunday. And Bill Berry, one of our elders, came and said, hey, will you teach next Sunday? And I said, sure. What do you mean? You know, we're in the Philippian series and... I talked with Pastor Denny because he spoke last week and said, well, you know, I finished off at verse 18, so John, you can take on from 19, or you can go on to chapter 3, whatever you want, you know, you can kind of just, just choose. And so Sunday afternoon, I read through those verses we just read through, 19 through 30, and I went, I really don't want to do this. God, God this, is, this is Paul's travel plans. These are his traveling. He's just writing, hey, I like these guys. I'm sending them back to you. Here you go. 
just want you to know, God, what, what am I going to teach? I mean, read with me chapter 3, verse 7. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. I mean, what amazing words to just be able to say and go, yes, I'm teaching on that. Or verse 10, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection of the dead. What a cool passage to teach on. I'm just going to skip this. I'm going to go to chapter 3. I'm going to go, I don't want to, I don't want to teach. Oh, he's just what? Timothy, Epaphroditus? Epaphroditus is only mentioned one other time, and that's in chapter 4, Philippians. That's it. Who is this guy? No one knows anything about this guy, but he's mentioned here. And I really didn't want to do this. And I'm going, it'd be so much easier just to skip and go to chapter 3. But as I begin reading and meditating on these verses, going, God, I have no idea. What do you want to teach? Because... I'd say find people to go travel with. That'd be my message that I would give. You know, and these are cool people to travel with. And as I was reading, God laid upon my heart the relationship of these two men with Paul. Oftentimes, Paul gets attributed with the spread of the gospel, which he did. He traveled the world and shared the gospel and planted churches. But the thing that God laid upon my heart is that Paul would not have been able to do that if it weren't for these two volunteers. These two men that came and helped him. Out of their own time, out of their own will and desire, they volunteered to go serve the needs of Paul who's sitting in prison. Volunteers matter to God. I think about that and I go, well, yeah, they do. I mean, to be put in Scripture as a volunteer, as someone that served Paul, as someone that Paul is commending, how cool would that be? And so this morning, I want to actually take a look at that idea of volunteering. And I think this passage of Scripture gives us four key areas that I want us to look at about volunteers. The ministries here at ABF all have volunteers in it. Oftentimes as a church we go, well, all we need is a senior pastor. All we need is someone in the teaching. All we need is... It's like it's not about me. It's not about the senior pastor. It's not about the volunteers. I mean, the lights, the sound, the decor in the room, the coffee ministry that keeps you awake out in those seats. The words that go up on the screen, the singers and performers and, and, and musicians up on stage, the ushers. How many of you got a bulletin this morning? Volunteer. How many of you have kids? Volunteers leading Sunday school in the nursery in the youth room. Volunteers matter. So I want to look at this passage and I want to, I want to give you the four insights that I received this week on volunteers. Read with me verse 20. 
Verse 20 says this, and it's talking about Timothy. And says, I ha-, and Paul is saying, Paul is saying about Timothy, I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. I have no one else like him. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to have your name in the Bible? What if you were living with Paul? What would you like Paul to say about you? I mean, in many of his, his letters, he ends it saying, say hello to so-and-so, say hello to their house, say hello to he's a faithful worker. Or he also says things like, stay away from these people, they're bad, they're corrupt, treat them like outsiders, like Gentiles. Ooh, that's a bad word in the Bible. What would you like to have said about you if your name was in the Bible? As I read this about Timothy, I thought about that and I went, wow, what would it be like to say, I have no one else like John who takes a genuine interest in the welfare of your church. For everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. You see, a few weeks ago I taught on the beginning of chapter 2 the idea of humility. When you disagree, remember humility. And the idea of creating unity within the church. Paul, as he's going on this journey of joy, as he's sharing this joy for this church in Philippi, he wants the church to be unified. And he gives this example of Timothy, saying, Timothy wants to bring unity. He puts the needs of the church and you ahead of his own. He puts my needs ahead of his own. And so that's my first point that I want to give you this morning. First point is this. Volunteers give of themselves. Volunteers give of themselves. They look at others' needs before they look at their own. Now, one of the, the cool things that I get to do because I'm a youth pastor is, is I get to um, do something that, you know, when you're in seminary, you're told, you know, you shouldn't do this because it'll freak your congregation out. But that's a senior pastor they're talking about, and I'm just a youth pastor. So the cool thing is, is I'm going to do this, and it's going to freak all of you out. You ready? You ready for this? Ready? I'm going to pull out a microphone, and I'm stepping down, right? All of you, yeah, some of you just turned your eye attention from me. You're like looking down. You're like, oh, I'm studying the Bible. Look at this, John. I'm studying the Bible, Scripture. This is the scariest part. But I know that we have some volunteers here, volunteers that serve in ministries here at ABF. And the first one that I want to interview this morning is John and Stacy Kim. And so will you, will you give a warm round of applause to John and Stacy Kim? <laughs> Could you stand up just right where you're at? John and Stacy, what ministry do you volunteer in? Coffee ministry. The coffee ministry. How many of you enjoy the coffee ministry? Yeah. Give it up for the coffee ministry. Excellent. And let me ask you this. Why do you serve in the coffee ministry? Why do you serve? <laughs> she signed up for it. <laughs> so when she does, I knew what I had to do. There's no ifs and buts. <laughs> but more seriously, I like drinking coffee in the morning, and I know many of you do too. So the, the thought that our little service once a month uh, give you the pleasure, give me the extra pleasure, so I'm very happy to do so. Excellent. 
Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And one of those is Caleb Sanifer. And Caleb serves as one of our elders. The elders are a volunteer position here at ABF. And so I've asked uh, Caleb if I can interview him real quick. So Caleb, would you mind standing up? Turn around. Saying hello to everyone. Wonderful. <laughs> See, I'm a youth pastor. I get to do this. Caleb, why do you serve as an elder here at ABF? Because I was asked. <laughs> well done. Well done. Last service, uh, John and Stacey Kim and, uh, were interviewed, and they're helping out with the coffee ministry. And John was, I asked him, why, why does he serve? And because she told me to. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's why. That's why. You were asked. Um, why do you continue to serve day in, week in, week out, uh, every week for years now? It's been years. Well, there's, there's two kinds of reasons that I've served in various ways. One, because I've asked, and I just feel in a, um, it's the right thing to do. Two, uh, I've seen needs. Like, for example, when I served in Agape, I saw a need, and so I just volunteered. So I think um, you know, God works in different ways to get somebody involved in a ministry. It's, it's part of being the body. I mean... Uh, as Paul says, we all have different gifts and different talents to be used for the purposes of the body. Don't give away my sermon. Don't give it away. <laughs> Don't get me going here. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's my sermon, not yours. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, that's just, that's just part of being a Christian. You know, you don't have an option. It's really part of what you have to do. And it's a joy to serve with others. Very cool. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it. Will you thank Caleb for serving? There's elder here. No, I can keep taking a walk, keep taking a walk. Um, Robbie, I'm passing you. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, this is Robbie Cochran, everyone. Robbie, will you stand up? Stand up. <clears throat> Robbie serves in our, our high school group. And uh, Robbie, why do you serve in high school ministry as a volunteer? Um, well, I grew up in this church. I went all through, uh, like, the uh, little kids area through the junior high and the high school, and I just... Uh, Loved the time here, and I felt like uh, it was my turn to give back and um, help out, I guess, the next generation or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, just do, do all the stuff that I, uh, the leaders that I looked to, up to when I was in high school just uh, wanted to take, a, take their, after their lead. Excellent. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate that. <laughs> Robbie saw a need. Robbie saw and wanted to give back to what he had received as well. I'm going around this way. I see someone I want to interview over here. And all of you are freaking out right now. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I, the Burroughs. I, am, I, am, I, I know I didn't ask you beforehand, but, um, <laughs> but that's the joy of this. Uh, Loralee and Bob Burroughs uh, serve here and have served here. Loralee, I know you are here on Tuesday afternoons around just after lunchtime setting up for the Iwana program, and you are here all afternoon running around, finding keys to get into locked rooms and things like that, trying to set up. Why do you serve in the Iwana ministry? Well, I love it. It's fun. It's, it's, it's a way I can serve. I want to have a, a way to serve, serve God. Yeah. Praise God. That's excellent. That's excellent. It's fun, you know? Give it up. Thank you. And, I think you're one of the longest couples that have been at ABF. Is that, I, think, I think I have those numbers correct. How long have you been attending ABF? 
About 35 years, I guess. 35 years, yeah. Praise God. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Stan, Deacon, come on up. I'm actually bringing him up to the front, so. But you know what? What all three of them have said is that it's fun. It's fun. For me, coming and setting up rooms for Awana doesn't sound like fun to me. For you, working with junior high students and throwing and playing dodgeball with them and running around and getting hit by, you know, Nerf balls and things like that may not sound fun for you, but that's fun for me. (laughs) Coming and making coffee may not sound like fun for you, but it makes and sounds fun for someone in here. And we have all been created differently. And one of those people that's been created differently, Stan Deacon. (laughs) Uniquely. He's been created uniquely, not differently. Created uniquely. (laughs) Stan serves as one of our deacons here. And and Stan, why do you serve uh, on the deacon board? I was asked. That's good. It all started with a question, though. A friend of ours, uh, Paul and uh, Mary Ann Alexander, I asked them about a church in the area. Uh, had been away from church life for a while, and this goes back about eight years ago. And they suggested I come and visit ABF. Great, great. So that was one other step in the journey, and started getting involved in handing out uh, programs, and then I got promoted to leading others to hand out programs. One thing leads to another, but uh, John is quite right. Uh, why behind this? Um, God has called us. I, you know, it's really out of gratitude. I've really been blessed. I could never pay back the Lord, let alone my parents and grandparents. Uh, with all the good experience I've had uh, living this life, and uh, all I can do is pay forward. So in a, con- in a community of believers, it's an opportunity to make a contribution um, it's really on the road to fulfillment in life. Call it maturity, whatever you like. It's all part of the journey. It's a long-winded answer to your question, uh, but there's a joy in all of this. There's a job. There's a joy. <clears throat> and I think of Barnabas. Uh, read about his participation. He kind of lived, a, in a way, a quiet life. But um, he was really instrumental, I found, in bringing Paul back into the community who had now converted from Judaism to Christianity, and he helped Paul really make a transition there in his own quiet way. So I would encourage all of you, if you're not doing something now, we have jobs that are 10, 15 minutes a week, half an hour a week, a couple of times a month. Think about the things that you enjoy doing, your gifts, your talents, and we'll find a way so that you can continue to experience joy in using your gifts and talents. Once again, this is my sermon, not yours, but oh. that's okay. So, thank you, Stan. No, nope, 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 not yet, not yet. As a part of being a deacon, the deacons have a deacon fund, and many of you know about that. And um, Sam, what would you say uh, to these folks about giving to the deacon fund and what it goes to uh, to help? Give me the microphone back. You. Yes. Thank you. you. Trusted me. Just, thank you so much. I'll just keep my arm around you, so... In a few words, how your gifts, however small, make a big difference to our community and people we reach out to through the Deacons Fund. 
I can say easily more than 100 people since the beginning of this year have benefited from your gifts to the Deacons Fund. It all counts. It all matters to God. And uh, it's put to use in many ways. Many people are in need. And it's not only the people who have the direct need, it's people that they deal with that see the growth uh, and uh, the experience of the Lord in their lives that makes such a difference. You truly do make a difference. Thank you so much for your generosity. Give what you can, earn what you can, save what you can, continue to give. And you were saying last service that, that uh, the number of people that have been helped by the Deacons Fund in the last year, I think, was it? I, I was just talking about since the beginning of the year, more than 100 people. Uh, I, I haven't, really didn't go back and count uh, for, for all of last year, but I just continue to think in the terms of this economy, it, it's outstanding uh, what you've been able to do with gifts, however modest they, you may think they are. Hmm. More than 100 people since January 1st have been helped by the Deacons Fund. And so I want to thank, thank Stan and the deacons for serving and, and uh, for, for giving. If you'd like to give to the deacons fund, there will be a basket in the back. There is a basket in the back uh, on your way out if you just want to drop in um, a check or whatnot uh, in there. Um, it'll go towards helping families here. So Absolutely. appreciate it. Thanks, thank Stan. You. Thank you. The thunder of the next two points have been taken away and taught on before, but um, we'll go back to, yeah, there we go. Um, I'll get back up on stage, make you all feel a little more comfortable. Uh, but that's the first point. Volunteers give of themselves. And I know I could have interviewed a lot more of you. And it's not to say that your ministry or your value is any less than someone else's, but it's a matter of those are the people I wanted to pick on. So, uh, But volunteers give of themselves. The second one is volunteers grow as they learn. I don't know if you, you caught it, what Stan said. But Stan said, I was asked to pass out bulletins. And then I moved into leading those that pass out bulletins. And now he serves on the deacon board, which serves the needs of the whole church. He learned as he went. Volunteers grow as they learn. It just takes an initial step and God constantly moves us and uses us and grows us into the different gifts and talents and abilities, the spiritual gifts that he's planted in us to use effectively for him. 22, verse 22 says this. <clears throat> he's talking to the Philippian church. He says, but you know that Timothy has proved himself has proved himself. That idea is the idea of he has been tested, he has been under fire, and he has come out victorious on the other side. He has proved himself as a leader. He has proved himself as a volunteer serving in this capacity. He has faced the same persecutions and trials as Paul. And we read this. <clears throat> Continuing on in verse 22, it says this, Because as a son with his father... He has served with me in the work of the gospel. Because as a son with his father, that relationship, that idea is that whatever the father faces in life, the son is going to face as well. Whatever the father goes through in life, the son is going to see that example ahead of him. And the son is going to learn from his father. 
And so just as Paul went through trials and went through tribulations and persecution, so Timothy has gone through that same series of events. And he's conquered them. He's grown. He's learned. He proved himself. In the same way, it says this, he has served with me in the work of the gospel, the labor of the gospel. Oftentimes, we look at that and we go, oh, the work of the gospel, that's an evangelist. That's a guy that's down on the street corner or going out to the commons or going out to the, the promenade and walking up to people and sharing the gospel with people. Sharing, you know, here are the four spiritual laws and, and here you're a sinner and you need God and Jesus, you know, provided the way and, and sharing with people and would you like to pray with me right now? But that's not what he's talking about here. Timothy was one that came and helped with his needs at that time. He ends up leading a church and growing and leading the church in Ephesus. But he's now with Paul, attending his needs, meeting those needs. He is serving in the way, the work of the gospel. How many of you, like me, are thankful for the coffee ministry? Yeah. Give it up for the coffee. Yeah. The rest of you didn't clap. You're not awake because you didn't get coffee. But I am very thankful for the coffee ministry, and especially today because there were fresh, you, some of you didn't get it because you showed up to church late, naughty, naughty. There were fresh baked sugar cookies out there. They were delicious. And that's why I'm up here and excited because I've got a sugar cookie flowing through my blood right now. So I'm very thankful, and you should be thankful too, for the coffee ministry. But the coffee ministry is a ministry that they serve once a month. They come and sit up, they come and clean up, and different people serve on that. And they use their gifts and their talents to serve in a way to provide coffee for those of us who need our caffeine. But they grow as they learn. And some of the people that were serving on the coffee ministry five years ago are no longer serving. They're serving in other areas. They've grown. They've moved. The key is, is that we all, as volunteers, grow as we learn. The third one is this. Caleb alluded to it earlier. Volunteers do not all have the same gifts. Verse 25, talking now about Epaphroditus. says this, But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. The amazing thing in here in Scripture is that Paul does not say this, But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, one who takes a genuine interest in your welfare, for everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Epaphroditus has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. He doesn't repeat it here. He doesn't repeat it and say the same thing about Epaphroditus, even though both of these are men that have served in a volunteer position, in a position of servitude to Paul. Volunteers do not have the same gifts. What does it say about Epaphroditus? It calls him his brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger. He's talking to the church. He's basically the, the mailman for the Philippian church. The church in Philippi sent Epaphroditus with a letter, with some gifts, said, hey, go deliver these. You know, what can Brown do for you, Right? What Epaphroditus can do for you? It just didn't really flow off the tongue like, like that, like UPS does today. But that's what he was. He was just the messenger. He was the one that brought this stuff to him to take care of my needs. We're not all 
built the same way. We're all unique. And God has created you for a special, special part in the church. And the coolest part about this church at ABF is that there are ministries that don't exist yet. They don't exist yet. Because that passion that's been on your heart hasn't led you to volunteer to lead that ministry. That's the coolest thing about being a part of the body of Christ. Is that you get to use your gifts and your talents to serve the body. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're the body of Christ. You are. You are the body of Christ. And if you haven't had a place to serve or would like a place to serve, in your bulletins there is a little yellow card that looks like this. Interested in volunteering? This is your opportunity to sign up. Write your name and a phone number or email, whatever works for you or both. And then under it, it says ministry interest. If you don't know but you feel a calling to serve, just put I don't know or IDK if you're a texter and you know the texting language and we'll understand that. We want to help you find ways to use your gifts here at ABF and volunteer on whatever ministry that you feel interested and led to serve in. Does that make sense? So fill that out. And you can drop that in the same basket with the deacon's fund. We'll know which one's cash versus which one's the yellow slip so we know how to separate that. So, so we're good, unless we're colorblind, but we'll work on that. The last and final point that I want to give you this morning is this. Volunteers are to be thanked. Volunteers are to be thanked. If you read verse 29 with me, verse 29 says this. Paul's talking to the church of Philippi once again, talking about Epaphroditus, saying, Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him. Honor men like him. Honoring the volunteers, honoring those that serve the church. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a couple minutes right now and we're going to actually honor those that serve here at ABF. The staff and I, and you're getting a little scared right now again, I know, but it's rightly so, you should be. So I'm going to say a specific group ministry here of volunteers, and if you serve in those areas, I'd like you to stand up, okay? You understand up when I say, no, don't, and if you're a spouse and your husband or wife, is, just nudge them and get them to stand up. So if you currently serve as an elder, which is a volunteer position here, stand up, please. Excellent. Give it up. Give it up. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Being an elder is a tough job. And I'm very thankful for these guys and their service to not only me, but to my family and to this church family. So thank you, guys. If you served as a deacon or deaconess, stand up. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. If you served on the coffee ministry, that's an important ministry. Coffee ministry, stand up. Yes. Big applause. Take a bow. Thank you. If you've served, okay, I'm combining all of these and we're going to have a lot of people. If you've served on the children's ministry, Awana, or in the nursery, stand up. 
Yeah. I just want to point out we have high school students and middle school students serving in these areas. How exciting is that? Yes, thank you guys. If you served in youth, agape, or the college-age ministry, stand up. Yes, thank you. If you served, that's going to embarrass someone very special to me, the library ministry, the library ministry. My mother is in the back. She serves in the library ministry. Thank you. That is her worst nightmare right there, folks. I just want you to know that. If you work on the CD ministry, CD ministry, Ron Brookman, Wendy Posh, Dave Ireland, yes, thank you. If you work with lambs or precepts, our women's ministry here as a leader, will you stand up? Yes. Thank you. Some of you are thinking, I didn't even know we had these ministries. You're right. You should get to know them. Men's Summit, Friday mornings, bright and early. If you serve as a leader of a small group or anything there, please stand up. Get up. If you serve as an usher here, please stand up. Got some ushers in the back? Yep. If you serve with the communion ministry here, stand up. Hazel? Hazel here? No. We had last service. Excellent. Well, give it up for the communion ministry. All right, this one's kind of big, but it's going to cover a lot of people. If you have helped with the decor or ambiance here at ABF, will you stand up? Where's Mary Jo? Mary Jo helped out. Mary Jo and Carolyn, I just want you to know. Mary Jo Stanford and Carolyn Brookman have done all the flowers outside. have been a real blessing. Mark and Pam Rumpf have designed this for our current situation right now in spring. And uh, it's just been such a blessing. So let's thank them. Our website, our webmaster, Ron Brookman. Let's thank him. If you've served on the greeting team, greeting team, stand up. Yes. If you serve, this is the coolest one, I love it. If you serve with the Airsoft Ministry as in anywhere, volunteer, will you stand up? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If you've served as a volunteer on the prayer chain, the prayer team here at ABF, stand up. Thank you. If you've served as a leader of adult Sunday school, will you stand up? The Truth Project. The Truth Project leader, my dad, once again, Rocky. Thank you. Um, if you've served on the Sunshine Committee, and this is a committee of, of folks that put together meals for those that are ill um, or recovering at home and need meals brought to their family or have babies like I did uh, and, and just... Ha- I, well, I didn't have it. My wife had the baby. I didn't have to cook the meals. So, uh, so Sunshine Committee, if you serve on Sunshine Committee, will you stand up? Thank you. And the list continues. If you've served on the Missions Committee, if you're serving on the Missions Committee and supporting our missionaries here and, and promoting that, will you stand up? Yes. 
If you've been a part and are a part of the connections ministry, connecting people, calling, making phone calls to uh, people that, uh, that are new here, those little cards and following up with them, will you stand up? The connections ministry. Excellent. If you're currently serving as a home Bible fellowship leader or host, will you stand up? Thank you so much. If you, and this is the fun, I think, well, I'm going to say, I think this is the final one. If you serve with accounting ministry and dealing with the tithes and offerings and, and counting them for the, you know, accountant and, and all that after church and giving up of your time so that I'm not doing that. Um, if you would stand up for us, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. I th- I th- the staff and I, and I even got suggestions after first service that we covered all the different ministries here, but maybe, I, am, I min- am I missing anything? Yeah. Running sound. Oh, worship ministry. All the worship ministry, tech, and, sorry, I skipped it. It was written here. I skipped it. I was just, sorry. Uh, all the sound and lighting and all that, if you served on the, on the tech team or worship team, will you stand up? Yes. Anything else I've missed? VBS, if you've helped out with our VBS. VBS, stand up. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. Well, right now, we're going to actually do something even more special, I think. Uh, We have, I I have asked Nancy Angel to buy uh, thank you cards for each one of us. And I want us to take a moment right now. Uh, Ed and Dana are going to come up, and they're going to be playing a little music. Uh, we're going to pass out a thank you card to each one of you. I want you to take one each. You can do more later on your own, but there's enough for one each. And write a thank you note to someone that volunteers in a ministry that has affected your life. And it can be something like the coffee ministry or your child's Sunday school teacher or one of the elders or a deacon or deaconess one of the women's ministries, one of the worship team, one of the tech guys. We'd like you to write their name and the ministry on the envelope and on your way out, put it in the basket in the back and we're going to actually divide them up and deliver them this week to each of the people that serve to say thank you as a church body and honor them with a thank you note. So right now, uh, Cass, would you mind coming and passing those out? and do you have all of them? Or, yes, Caleb, will you pass those out? Please? Excellent. And just take a moment or two and write a thank you note to someone. Get someone in your mind that you think deserves a thanks. One volunteer here at ABF. And begin preparing and thinking about and writing an actual thank you note for them. And then I'll come up and I'm going to pray and we're going to have some more worship through music. You may need some more time, I know. But please do that before you leave today and leave it in the basket so that we can thank our volunteers here. Mm-hmm.